0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Millennial Catholic. I'm your host, Andrew Miller, and with me again this week is Father Scott. Hello. Hello, Father Scott. It's good to see you. It's on this good to be. Yes, very good day. Yes. Yes. And speaking of this very good day. It's true. Yes. Do you know whose day it is today? The day we are recording. The feast
1: of the Assumption of Our Blessed Mother Mary.
0: Yes. Do you yes. know where she appeared to little French children? Uh. What city? Lords do you know what's so fun about lords what what people go and and immerse themselves so? yes
1: good i'm doing good you're doing really good today i'm very <laughs> Yay. proud of you yep
0: do you know what else did you know what company uses water from lords it must be one of the greatest companies ever gloryandshine.com um, wow really that yes is great they use water from lords and. All of their products during their processing of their products. And you, yes, you, the listener, can get 10% off your entire purchase at gloryandshine.com by using the promo code MCPod10 at checkout. That's gloryandshine.com, MCPod10 at checkout. Anyway, so here's what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. There is an evil organization out there. Okay.
1: Scared already.
0: Okay, right? And it's led by this half man, half machine entity.
1: Ooh. Iron Man?
0: No, not Iron Man. Oh, okay. No. Think think eviler, darker. Terminator? No. Okay. I don't think he leads an organization. I think he just leads an organization, okay. Um
1: Iron Man, really. Um He's an organization, half man, half machine. RoboCop kind of was an independent player. hmm um, Hmm. Darth Vader. Darth Vader.
0: Good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, we're going to talk about Star Wars this week. Yes. Okay, cool. So, obviously, you're very excited. I am. I like Star Wars a lot. Why do you like Star Wars?
1: Oh, that's a good question. That's actually a very good question. Okay, so, I'll be specific. I like the canonical Star Wars. This would be episodes four, five, and six, or the original Star Wars, 1977, 1980, and I guess it was 1983, or whenever Empire Strikes Back came out. So it would be A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, Return of the Jedi. So the original Star Wars, right, the canonical Star Wars. Um, I love those because it's a beautiful trilogy, and um, uh, really I like Star Wars because the guy who wrote the story, George Lucas. Well, um, well, really, back when I was a kid, the special effects in Star Wars just blew everything else out of the water. There was nothing even close to what was going on in Star Wars. I mean, it was like it was like ridiculous. It took like ten years before movies started to catch up with Star Wars. So, mm-hmm. Star Wars was just unbelievable in terms of all of that. Um, but what I liked as I, I aged, uh, I began to say. But I kept watching Star Wars again and again and again and again. And it was more than just the special effects after a while. Right? When, you, when you watch a story again and again and again, there's something about that story which is resonating on a very deep level, uh, ancient, ancient level. Um, and what and was resonating was, uh, it, it's, it's really, uh, Star Wars is mythic. It, it touches on a deeper level than simply um, uh, it touches on a much deeper level than simply a, a story or a fantasy. It, it it touches on a myth like on a mythos and something mythic, <clears throat> and so that's why I really liked Star Wars. And um, the myth was, and you see this throughout history. You see this with Pericles, Odysseus, uh, the story of Jesus. Actually, his story uh, to a certain extent, Jesus. Um, uh, who else is like this? Every hero, Hercules. Every movie that people like follow this hero cycle in a certain way. Um, George Lucas was a um, big devotee of a guy named Joseph Campbell, mm-hmm. who wrote. Uh, I think it was the, the story with a thou- the hero with a thousand faces. He wrote that, and then uh, he was heavily influenced by a psychologist named Carl Jung, um, who Carl Jung's um, ideal was. He, he was a devotee of Nietzsche, and Nietzsche said, the world be- doesn't believe in God anymore, the world has killed God. This is where he gets the idea God is dead. <coughs> and he, there's a mad man in the middle of a square, and he goes, God is dead, God is dead, and everyone's kind of laughing at the mad, guy, mad man, and takes his lantern, and he smashes it on the ground, and he goes, and we kill them, and there'll be torrents of blood because of this. And So Nietzsche was really making the point that, yeah, we don't believe in God anymore, and it's going to lead to just mayhem and bloodshed. It was totally right in terms of what happened in the 20th century. It was just mm-hmm. because there really was a lack of belief in God. And it led to no longer seeing human beings made in the image and likeness of God. And that's why you had regimes like Stalin, Mao, and Hitler just treating, just exterminating human beings like, like rodents. Um, it, was just, it was just abominable stuff. Uh, because of this this wacky whacked out think, thinking, um, uh, so anyway, I want to the this, so Jung is facing Nietzsche, and he 's like, "How do we recover how do we recover that which is good from uh, the past uh, in terms of religion that helped us grow in our current agnostic is the best way to describe it age, where you don 't know if God exists or not he 's mm-hmm. so divided from him so so Jung was trying to figure out how to do that and he would look back at the ancient uh, myths and he would try to extrapolate from them what, what are true about these, these myths. You know what I mean, what, what's, what, what actually tells us something about the human psyche that's coming from these stories. And he, he kind of boiled it down and he said there's these hero cycles, uh, good example with Star Wars and if I start rambling here because I can really get going.
0: Oh, he's fine Okay,
1: good. So so Luke Skywalker is the quintessential hero, right? The quintessential hero the the prince or the king Grows up out. It's really the, the prince at this time because he's not yet king mm-hmm. He grows up outside of the castle, right? Yes. He grows out, up outside of the kingdom and he is not aware of his uh, greatness, right? So he doesn't realize how great he is. The same thing, Simba happens to him in the lion King, he goes out into the wild and he has to he has to grow up there in the wild. So so Luke is growing up in the wild. He then desires to be a part of something more. Uh, he, he desires to enter into the excitement of life, to enter into the adventure. And so Luke uh, begins the process of being able to enter into the adventure. But before you enter into the adventure, you need to find a guide. There needs to be a wisdom figure, right? So in like the Lion King, it's that crazy monkey with a blue face, yeah, whatever his name is, and he helps Simba along and gives him wisdom. Obi-Wan Kenobi does that for Luke, right? Mm -hmm. So now Luke is getting uh, insight from a wisdom figure. He's being drawn into this new way of life. He's being taught how to cope with the chaos of the world according to a teaching and a tradition, Mm -hmm. and then Luke uh, begins the great journey, and so Luke then has to travel into the mouth of the dragon, okay, and slay the dragon. Okay, so Luke uh, in that first movie, Luke has to uh, go into the evil kingdom. He has to face his greatest fears. He's got to, um, and then if he can do that, uh, he he'll being in that evil kingdom or going through that struggle or that strife is going to make him the man that uh, God, or in this case, the Force, ha- has called him to become, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so then Luke goes through this, these trials and tribulations. He matures. Um, There's a powerful scene where his mentor, Obi-Wan, dies, right? spoiler think he uh, spoiler gave that Luke, spo- Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess Obi-Wan actually was even leading Luke by his death, which I think is, um, in a way, Christological. And then Luke escapes out of the Death Star, goes back, and then he then has the chutzpah that then to help participate in the destruction of said uh, Death Star. So, uh, and then he triumphs over the evil and bada bing, bada boom, we have the end. Uh, it goes into much more deep psychology with Yoda and mm-hmm. uh, Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back, which is a beautiful continuation of that mythos. It, it, it doesn't replace, um, you know, the, the first movie, uh, A New Hope, but it actually goes deeper into what's really going on in Luke's psychology.
0: Which is why I believe people think it's a better movie, too. I, I would agree. It, it, it takes it on
1: a on a deeper level, um, which is really great. It's, it's a wonderful continuation of The Empire Strikes Back of Luke of Luke's journey. The um, Return of the Jedi is also a good continuation, more difficult for us to truly appreciate um, but it's because it's, it's the reconciliation of the Father and the Son. Mm-hmm. Again, the relationship between the Father and the Son is the greatest relationship in the history of humanity, we see with Jesus and his Father. <clears throat> and so this idea of reconciliation between the Father and the Son is, is very powerful. Um, in, in the ancient myths, I think in the Greek myths, um, you had Kronos. Um, uh, was was the evil tyrant king who would eat his children? He would eat his sons, right? And uh, so you have a dark father or a Darth Vader, right? Who would who would consume the son? Um, and that was bad. Um, but you could also have a good father who uh, was a good leader. And when you see that in Obi Wan Kenobi uh, with the raising of Luke. Um, so there's a lot of father stuff going on in the, in the Empire Strikes Back, which resonates on an even deeper mythological level with people who see that. So that's that's why I love the movies, because um, especially as a young man watching those, it very much resonated with the deeper longings of, of my heart at the time, which was I wanted to be caught up in a great adventure. I yep. wanted to be led by an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. And, um, and then I wanted to fight a dragon. And I think there's a... There's a desire in, in in you know the young guy's heart to be part of an adventure. There's a desire to save Princess Leia too. There's a that's part of the the, the adventure as well. So that that hero epic is is really important. And <coughs> the hero epic uh, were were these stories that were told again and again and again. And why are these stories told again and again? Because the cultures that would tell the hero epic or the hero myth uh, that would develop good men in the society. And so you would say, I want a guy who's willing to self-sacrifice. I want a guy who's willing to fight for a greater cause. I want a guy who's gonna to listen to the traditions that are handed down to them and, and experience that. But I also want a guy who is able to think enough for himself to see how do we adapt the traditions to the new age? Because you can't just be the senile old man who doesn't know any better. You eventually have to, You you have to, as the as the youth incorporate that in your adventure like you because every every history doesn't exactly repeat itself, but a lot of the lessons that you had from your historical from, from the experience of history you can utilize when adapting to the to the world. Um, and so Luke Luke is is uh, the masterpiece of how to do that. <laughs> there are also a lot of other mythological images that were very particular for a uh, movie from the 20th century, especially the late 20th century, which is the the dark side was taken over by technology. Yes. Right? So uh, there's a, a planet that has be- become totally technologized, right? In the Death Star, um, you have uh, a man who is totally technologized in the um, in the person of Darth Vader. Um, and it's interesting. You see this with Lucas in um, in, the, in the Death Star. There's a corporate boardroom. Yes. Where you actually have these these leaders of the Death Star, the and generals and admirals yeah. and all this other stuff, <laughs> and they're they're very inhumane. And um, I forget what's his name. Tarkin is that the General Tarkin? General Tarkin, right? Yeah. He he is or Admiral Tarkin. Admiral Tarkin or whatever it is. He's pretty. Um, he has no spirituality. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no sense of the Force or the, the good of evil with Tarkin. He's, he's pretty much a fourth atheist. And he, remember, he tells Vader, you're all that's left of that long-lost religion, right? Yeah. And uh, even Vader finds their lack of faith disturbing, right? And he chokes the guy out. So Vader's an interesting character. He's been seduced uh, by the dark side of the Force. But most of the rest of the characters there aren't so much... They participate in the dark side of the Force unknowingly uh as slaves to the dark side of the force not so much active knowledgeable participants in it as darth vader is um and that gets to your conspiracy thing that you were talking about but luke has to go into that and this is interesting he has to go into that dark technologicalized planet to rescue um someone who is good and that'd be princess leia right so even though he's found out there but he's he's led there accidentally but he's led into this great adventure, and he has to lay down his his life for her, and he has to rescue her, and then and then bring her back, uh, which is very exciting.
0: And fall into a trash compactor while you're at it.
1: Hey, yep, yeah, fall into the trash compactor as well. So all those are part of the adventures of being in the in the darkness and in the in the trials and tribulations. Um,
0: yeah, so that that's kind of what's what's going on there. So why is it that all these heroes are hesitant to start their journey?
1: I, I think it's just very natural. I mean, a human person says. It, there is a certain hesitation. There's also a certain excitement. I mean, you look at Luke, he wasn't hesitant at all. He's like, let's go, I wanna join the academy, you know, Biggs has already done it. And so he, he wants to join it. He's, he's, there's very little hesitation there. He wants to engage. You, you see this, um, uh, I think actually in the youth you have enough hormones running through your body that you don't think you're gonna die. So you don't have a lot of fear. So it's easy, you know, you see this in All Quiet on the Western Front, all the young men in World War I, they're like, yeah, let's go to the front, let's fight the French, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of their fun. Uh, and you see this with the young men as well, they're, they got all the hormones racing, like nothing can kill me, I'm invincible. And, and Luke has that for a while as well, um, which leads him to follow Obi-Wan and not be like his Uncle Ben and just stay on the farm. It leads him into a greater adventure. Uh, you see Bilbo Baggins in um, uh, The Hobbit, at first, mm-hmm. he's reticent, but then you see him charging down the hill and he's saying, I'm off on an adventure, right? He's very excited to beginning an adventure. Um, uh, but a lot of times, the hero, you'll, you'll see hesitation where uh, you'll have a, re- a reluctant hero. Uh, Aragorn is a perfect example from The Lord of the Rings where he's like, I don't really want to have to take up this mantle. But Aragorn, by that time, had seen enough suffering and everything, that he was
0: more... I mean, Han life. is kind of the same way, too. Yes, yes. Because he he's always like, oh, well, I got my, my gas, I'm ready to leave. And then he'll come right. back and say, ah, yeah. I told you, kid, I wasn't going to leave <laughs> you alone. But. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Han, of course, Han has been wounded, right, By, yeah. by in his heart, and he's grown cynical. So Han doesn't... Uh, and, and you see this with men as well, but Han's older than Luke, right? Han is like an older brother who's grown cynical. And... His journey has to he's got to recover that heart, right, and of course, Han's a doubter, Han doesn't believe in the force. Han doesn't have that same romantic spirit that that Luke has because Han has experienced a lot of craziness with Java and everything else, so he's mm-hmm. he's kind of he's roughed up by the world, so uh, that, that's where you get you get Han and he, he's very cynical, just trusts in money, and, and that can happen on the hero's journey uh, if you, if a man can get wounded and not want to participate in the journey or just become mercenaries and do it for money. Um, that never fulfills the deepest longing of, of a guy's heart. So as you, as you watch uh, Han's character arc, a lot of it is him being redeemed to, to have a heart like Luke again, where it's, it's really about doing the greater good. Um, and, uh, and, and actually, it's not so much redeemed by Luke, although Luke is kind of the, is kind of the guiding star, he's actually rehabilitated by Leia. And his relationship with her, and his admiration of her, because um, Leia has seen a lot of messed up stuff too. She had that Doctor Ball with the little, yep. the little syringe. And she's and coming you
0: and watched her <clears throat> home
1: planet give. That scared me so much as a kid? Oh yeah, watch her home planet give up, but but she never lost hope in the midst of all of that destruction.
0: Um, so uh, well, she, is that because she grew up with the stories of Obi Wan? probably yes from her you know from her adopted father correct is that you know the Jedi were these great you know warriors that yes that would go to battle no matter what the situation was and you know there's only there's only two left Mm. you know there might only be one and that one's Obi-Wan you need to go find Obi-Wan right Obi-Wan will be the one that can guide you yeah he's he's on he's on Tatooine right right go to Tatooine
1: Right, right. Interesting with Leia, she's looking for the good father to save the day. Mm-hmm. Help me, father. You are my only hope. Right, is what she's saying when she says, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You are my only hope. So she's looking for the good father. Ironically, she's in the, the grasp of the evil father, the Darth yes. father, the Darth Vader, um, which is very interesting. I, th- I think that's very interesting. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah. So <coughs> we know you love... The original trilogy.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh boy!
0: Oh boy. <laughs> I know where you're going. I know where you're going. Where am I going? You're saying, what about
1: the, the prequels? Are we going to yeah, talk about the prequels? Yeah, oh, let's
0: talk about the prequels. I hate the
1: prequels. Oh my gosh. Um, well, the, the issue with the prequels is, uh, my question would be, okay, what's the overall mythic story that's happening here? One, it's it's supposed to be a tragedy. Um, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be showing the downfall of the Jedi and yep. uh the rise of the evil in the universe i don't see I don't see Lucas really developing these these deeper themes um uh so yeah i don't i have, i have a tough time with again it's it's not the traditional hero cycle it's right it's, it's more like Hamlet where you look at the end and everybody's dead all the jedi are
0: dead yeah and yeah. he... well i mean he wanted it more of a a family space opera is what he referred to the entire nine what he developed as the saga yeah
1: Yeah. I I think it was yeah here's here's the issue with the family space opera idea (coughs) Um, the problem is you've got you've got you've got celibate Luke and um, how do you have a family soap opera when you've got uh, when you've got religious who are celibate and what is their role to play in that soap opera? You know what I mean? It's, it's very confusing. It's, um, it, it really, for me, it's, it's a tale of, um, uh, it rightly incorporates the role of the celibate in the life of the cosmos. Um, let me explain, okay, so Luke. Luke is celibate for a reason, okay? Uh, Luke, even though he, if he didn't know it was his sister or not, he can never get together with Leia. Okay, yeah, because Luke's destiny is not to get back with Leia; it's to reconcile the galaxy with his with his father, right? So he is he's got a different mission. Uh, it would have been, I think, more fitting, uh, perhaps, in the Return of the Jedi, if Luke were to have died with his father on the Death Star. Um, because that is, he's, he's, it's weird to think of Luke surviving that, mm-hmm. and then what does he do? He can rebuild the Jedi Order, perhaps, but really, if he fulfills the role of the priest in this, in this saga, he's got to, uh, like Neo did in The Matrix, he's mm-hmm. gotta die, you know what I mean? And he, he has to give his life as the celibate to uh, save the world so that Leia and Han can enjoy it, you see this with Frodo and the Grave Havens, right? Frodo has to leave Middle Earth; he cannot stay there. He will never be satisfied with Middle Earth. His job is to save it, but he's never going to be able to enjoy it. Same thing with Moses, right? Mm-hmm. Moses is able to lead the people through the holy, through the through all the adventures of the desert as he gets to the, but he, can the pro- never but he the- can't enter into the Promised Land. That's not his shtick. Um, and it's the same way with the celibate. The celibate has, and it just, he can't do that. So I think, I think Lucas did a great job explaining the role of the celibate in the galaxy. Um, and Han and Leia are along for the ride, uh, which, is, which is the way it's supposed to be. Aragorn and um, the rest of the group, the, fellow, the rest of the fellowship who's not going to Mordor, they're along for the ride as well and they have their own adventures and they're all, all this other stuff and they're tied in together in a kind of a cool way, but the real, the real thrust is um, overthrowing Satan or the emperor and healing the, the father wound with Darth Vader at the end. Um, and then lifting, and it's very powerful imagery, lifting off the techn- technology off of his father to redeem him. Um, I don't think you could have I think if Star Wars came out today and had just the kind of same special effects that hadn't been known before, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, question its resonance, uh, because young people's association with technology is far more friendly than it was in the nuclear age. It's more of, Iron Man than it is Vader. than it is Vader. Exactly yeah. right. So I, I, I find this, I find this all very fascinating. But Lucas, the reason why Star Wars resonated so much is because it was mythic. It was touching on all these topics very deep way and uh which was which was just wonderful and um so back to the prequels prequels didn't have any of that and
0: um well the only the the closest thing they had to any type of resemblance of a mythic yeah is the birth of a child that was conceived right um, how?
1: Right, from the midichlorians. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh that's where Lucas really messed up. <laughs> with the midichlorians. Don't get me started on the midichlorians. And, and what happened is he he fell prey to the atheistic, atheistic materialism of his age, saying things can only be explained through seeing them in matter, which completely destroys the idea of the force. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just like it just it completely destroyed that that whole... That whole arc, and so I just I was just like, what are you doing, Lucas? So that was that was devastating, um, uh, yeah. And then I keep thinking, what what is the mythic arc of this? Is it a trade dispute at, at the beginning of a Phantom Menace? No, it's um, I, there's there's just there's no that that movie can be completely ignored. You can start with episode two and you and you actually have makes more sense. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. it, 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 that, that movie is yeah, just... Yeah, but a... then you don't get to see the awesomeness of, of Darth Maul. You don't get to see Obi-Wan taking on the mantle of of the teacher. Right, right. To, to teach Anakin. <coughs> True. And because... And that is one thing I think that actually works. Yeah. Is that because he is so young in terms of Jedi... Okay. He doesn't know. And you can see this kind of yeah, in... Yeah. in in the new saga, in the yep. new trilogy, yep. that you know he was so young that he didn't know how to handle certain situations with a new Jedi.
1: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that in terms of the story, in terms of the plot, yeah. it makes sense. It's not mythic, though.
0: No, I, I, yeah. I, I'm just there are there are parts of the film right that that work right. So. You don't need, you know, as, as much as I loved the pod racing scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing it shows is that he, is, that he has a control of the force yeah. without being trained. Yeah. And it's different. Like okay, Well, how... it, it
1: shows promise. Well, yeah. You know, Luke's ability to fly the X-Wing at the end shows promise. Uh, we don't see any training montages. You got to have a good training montage. <laughs> uh, and you don't see any training montages with Anakin. Think about it. No. When, when do you see Anakin training with Obi-Wan? They're just going on adventures here and there. Um, <clears throat> so there's nothing really like that there. Um, uh, yeah, it, yeah. There were just massive problems in terms of how, how do you, what would be a good myth from the ancient world of someone who gets seduced by a dark power and then looks, then yeah, of, of seduction by an evil one? And I'm trying to think of a good mythos where that happens.
0: The, the only, the, the seductions by evil ones would be the mermaids okay. are one thing. You know, people at sea, they haven't, you know, and they see this beautiful mermaid that oh, The sirens in the, right in Odysseus. Yeah, yeah um, same
1: thing. Then they end up on the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. Dead, yes. Yes, actually, mythically, if we go back mythically, uh, the best stories of tragedy, at least in the Old Testament, are when a woman seduces um a man ah Samson Samson with Delilah, Yeah. Uh, Bathsheba with King David, Eve with Adam. You see this throughout the Old Testament where the guy um, where the guy gets seduced. Okay, here's here's what would have been cool. Here's what would have been cool. I, I was trying to think of how do you resuscitate the um, the original prequels. What if you made Padme the villain? Huh think about that. Who seduces Anakin Make her Palpatine, okay? Yeah. How cool would have that been if Padme actually the whole time was the villain, if she was the Phantom Menace? Um, you eventually have to introduce the Emperor, but I would make her the Padawan of the Emperor, who is, le- and, and you remove Jar Jar Binks completely. She she discovers Anakin, oh, Annie, and, and she she befriends him, she falls in love with him, and then her goal, how cool would this be? Her goal would be, I'm gonna marry Anakin, and we're gonna rule the galaxy as queen and king in that order, queen and, and king. king, right? Yeah. How cool would that be? And um, but then, um, but then, uh, Anakin has to kill Padme, right? Because she, ah, and now he can become the Kronos, right? Mm-hmm. Anakin kills Padme because Padme is pregnant, and her baby might be able to overthrow him because he's going to be so powerful in the Force because they are two incredible, powerful Jedi. And so, so, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then, <laughs> and then the Emperor says, uh, you know, if uh, you let... But the Emperor, right? Okay, here's how you do it. You have the Emperor be, be training Padme. Yep. Padme can't overthrow the Emperor, right? So Padme realizes she's got to marry Anakin. So the two of them can overthrow the Empire. Right, the, or the the emperor, because she yeah. realizes he's too powerful. She can't do it on her own. She's throughout the whole trilogy trying to seduce Anakin, right? And she's saying, "I need him to be on the dark side. How do I get him on the dark side? I get these Jedi with their vow of celibacy ridiculous. Come and follow me. I will give you pleasure that your heart cannot understand or fathom, right? But she, but but the emperor is still. Kind of cloaked in shadow because she doesn't want to reveal yeah that she's yeah. A, she's a padawan to the emperor right right because or an apprentice to the emperor because she she's trying to string um
0: annie along. annie along yeah
1: and then it's the emperor who reveals to anakin oh by the way she's been lying to you the whole time and she's pregnant with your child she told you know and and then he goes Padme, is it true that you're pregnant and she goes yes but let me tell you my plan." And he goes, I've heard enough. And he goes, the Emperor tells me you're a Sith. The Emperor tells me you're a Sith. And she goes, Annie, you don't understand. And then they have an awesome lightsaber battle, pregnant Padme versus Annie, and he kills her with a lightsaber through the womb. Now we're mythic, okay? Cause they're like life and everything, you know? So now he kills Padme through the womb, she dies. And then she said, Annie, I've always loved you. And he goes I and he goes, I no longer believe in love. And then the eyes
0: shift, whoom, and he's a Sith. Dun 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 How bomb would that be? You know? I like that better than the uh, the Darth Jar Jar.
1: <laughs> yeah, Darth Jar even better than the Darth
0: Jar Jar yeah. theory.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got really excited about that. I'm sorry, I just learned a tangent. But then where did Luke and Leia come from?
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, then, then you can't oh! jump Luke. Well, no, you still can. You still can. Okay, was, okay. Don't no, no, no. stab her in the womb. No, 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 no. no. You still can. You still, you, you stab her. Just, but just. So you think, so Anakin thinks that he is, he is kill he has killed Padme and thinks right. the offspring are dead. Right. Obi-Wan finds her. C-section with the lightsaber. Just pulls him out. Yeah. Untimely
1: and, rip from his mother's
0: womb. Yes. Yes. And. Like Lady Macbeth style. And he's still alive. Wow. Survives that gives your redemption arc even yeah, to- more yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, 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 yeah. at oh. the at the end of star wars oh, that's, oh, that's how you- so cool that's so groovy that is so groovy because you tried to kill me in the womb but i still love you father yes <gasps> oh my gosh then you bring in the abortion the whole abortion thing and <sighs> it's just like it's just off the chain man <laughs> oh my gosh that would, be, that would be unbelievable man we would have made so much money if we could have talked to George Lucas, I hope he's listening to this podcast. George Lucas, if you're listening to this podcast, we can do a reboot of the prequels together. You and me. We can rule Hollywood
0: as father and son.
1: <laughs> you know, so that would be, that would be awesome. Um, how to be
0: father? And are you the father then? Because you're still. I your don't know. God. I just want to say that. I just think it's cool.
1: <laughs> I just think it's cool. Yeah, um, wouldn't that be? I love talking about Star Wars. See, I this did. is why because it gets you into these mythic things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually in all mythic stories, the fall of the man, this strong man in particular, comes about by uh, the the woman. Um, be- it can also come about by jealousy of other men. So yeah. you see Joseph getting thrown down a well. Um, I, I, you see this with Cain and Abel. Oh, yeah. Right? So that could also work. Let's say you have two brothers. This could also work. Like let's say Anakin was a twin, and there was another Anakin, and they, they were fighting for uh, their father's love or something, and, and then one had to kill the other. That goes to the dark side. That could be a whole other movie. But um, yeah, the, the, the hatred between brothers is also a very mythic theme. Um, that goes throughout history because they, they would see that in, in family dynamics. The jealousy, the envy, all those things can work out between brothers in that way. But I like evil Padme even
0: better. Because that was the thing. Like During the movies, you never felt like Anakin was... Yes, you know he's going to turn into Darth yeah, Vader. Yeah. But he never felt like he was even on the side of the Jedi. Right. He never felt like... It never felt like there was going to be a massive turn. It always felt like, okay... Yeah. He, he has this resentment yeah. all this stuff all the time all the time
1: yeah there was no fall actually. Yeah, you're right the, about that there
0: was if there was it happened in between yeah. one and two and yes. we never saw it yeah. which of course you know if it doesn't happen on screen then it doesn't happen
1: right 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 very true very true
0: so yeah how does where's yeah where is the fall of anakin
1: great question he needs he needs to fall
0: you can say you can you can try to argue that the fall is there is that jealousy because against Obi-Wan. Yep. You know, in the third film. <coughs> but it's always felt like he's had that jealousy, pinned, you know, pinned away because you know, realistically, they are not that much there's not that much of an age gap between the two. Like mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's supposed to be what like 20 maybe mm-hmm. in the time the, fir- the first film happens and Anakin's Eight, hmm So when they grow up, and he is this young, you know, he's this young master with his young apprentice, there's always that that, that brotherly fight, and you can always say, well, you, you know, well...
1: Ah, uh, yeah, you're right about this. So the brotherly conflict, which they didn't develop... No. Uh, was, ...was Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan. Here's what would have been cool. If Yoda kept doting praise on uh, Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. and if they were seen as equals... You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, or here would be a good one. Obi-Wan has two uh, apprentices, um, and he's teaching them, and Anakin becomes jealous of the other apprentice, mm-hmm. and then he, he that begins the envy and the resentment. But you, you need a source of the envy and resentment. I think Lucas went for the, the slaughter of his own mother as the beginning of anger but it's it's just like he's but it, he's always felt like he's had that
0: anger yeah, inside I, him I know, like there was no there was nothing I to know. say this is you know he's he's been good this entire time yeah. and now that the slaughter of his mother happened it flipped on a dime right.
1: you know you know who deals really well with the dark side and the anger i mean it's it's beautifully done in the empire strikes back where luke goes to this dreamlike planet dagobah right? Yes. And he goes into Dagobah. And this is what Carl Jung says from a psychological perspective. He says, in order to be a fully integrated human being, you have to integrate your shadow side. And so this is what Yoda's trying to do with Luke. And Yoda says, Luke is drawn to go into the cave, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes into the cave. And that's where Luke encounters his shadow side. And his shadow side is his anger that kind of comes with he doesn't know how to handle his anger he doesn't know yep. the right way to incorporate that into himself psychologically and so he he's always got this impulsiveness um anakin never has um you know he's just he he's starts always
0: with, felt angry
1: yeah he's always felt angry exactly
0: right the only time he never felt angry was when he was a yeah. kid Right when he was young and when he was just a slave, he's like, "This is what it is. This is yeah, yeah, this yeah. is my life. I'm, this is I'm yeah. very unfortunate, but mm. hey, I can I can build robots. I can you know yeah. race pods."
1: If he were being whipped and beaten by like sand people, yeah, that would have been much more effective because you could have built up the resentment over time. Yeah, uh, but but you'd also be kind of sympathetic to him, um, uh, which would have been which would have been okay. Um, but yeah, it would be, you have to have a, you have to have a better source of the anger, um, than just, I'm just an angry man. You know what I mean? It's just like, what's up with that? The father wound that Luke has is his big anger, um, mm. because he never had a father and he, his mom and, and they killed, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, uh, with the stormtroopers. So there's, and, the, there's and there, then...
0: Obi Wan dies. Obi Wan dies, dies. Yeah. Days after he finally feels right. like he's but it's got because something. He's, he's
1: got connections with those people. Yeah. You never. Little Annie never. We never really saw the connection with him and his mom. Um. Like, if you spent more time in the pacing with him and his mom, you'd be like, wow, they've got this beautiful relationship together, and isn't this awesome? And then have his mom show the mom get killed. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, Would have been helpful. Um. As opposed to him showing up later. Um, oh, I
0: have these bad dreams.
1: Yeah, I know. I know it's, it needs to be uh, that sort of thing. So it was just—it was just not well teased out. And um, again, it didn't. We didn't get into these mythic things with the prequels. So episode seven. Then, if we want to get into the because yeah, I don't feel
0: like we're getting into the mythics with the. Yeah. With the new stuff, either
1: I, I used to think that uh, the, the first one, what was it, The Force Awakens? Yeah, that's just a reboot. That's yeah, almost
0: almost beat for beat. Episode four, it is. Almost. I mean, it was just like yeah.
1: it with a little, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. Um, and it was like, this is so. It's it, it, for our fans who were just like, yay! So there's there's a little bit of the mythic. Um, uh, they try to do with Obi Wan with Ray. Again, it's it's interesting from a female character. Can a female character have a male heroic arc? Um, and I, I think with just like Princess Leia, um, she comes into this just with a heroic nature in general. I mean, yeah. Leia is just just heroic. She's she takes the, the we we don't know a lot of her backstory and everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but she's not she's not the main protagonist, right? She, we're not following her journey. We're following Luke's journey and. She's part of that journey. How do you how do you do that for Ray? Um, they just try to make Ray into a female Luke, um, but with no training. Um, mm-hmm. Han does not train her. Well, because um, Han
0: doesn't know. Right. Han doesn't have like the ability to. I, I feel like.
1: Here's where I think it could be cool and mythic, if if uh, for our particular age, if Ray trained herself watching YouTube videos about how to be a <laughs> Jedi. Because you think about the millennials today, their parents haven't passed them down experiential knowledge about how to even, you know, replace a light bulb. So right. would it be cool if, because I, I, I did find some actually um, uh, things that talked about our current age, which I think are, are hitting people on a, a deep level. You have Han and Leia, they're no longer together. They were married and they split. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of divorce is a powerful thing in our current age. Um you have Ray raising herself, the latchkey kid. No parents at all. Um, no Uncle Owen, no Aunt Peru, She is orphaned on her own. And how does she even how did she even survive to that point? You know what I mean? So yeah. there's there's a there's a loneliness there for Ray. And the millennials would say, Great, that's that's how, that's what it feels like. You know, mom's at work, dad's at work, everybody's at work, I'm at home alone. Uh, I'm playing, I put my little helmet on next to my AT-AT walker and pretend I'm a Jedi, right? So she's, she's playing by herself. She hasn't socialized a lot with other friends until um, she runs into Finn. Um, you know, Luke had bigs. Uh, you know, you saw yeah. that Luke had other friendships and he wanted to go to something called the Academy and, and, and Rey is totally isolated. Um, and so there's something about that isolation which I find powerful. I also find it powerful that the priest in our saga... Is missing in the Force Awakens. Yes. And the priest in this saga has shut himself off from the Force. The priest no longer has supernatural faith in the Force. Um, I'm finding this very interesting. That this is where the 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 millennial directors went with this. Because mm-hmm. um, I because I think when they look at the church, they say we don't believe this stuff anymore and the priests seem not like the everything seems all the ancient traditions have been cut yeah and we're having to make this up now on our own Mm -hmm. and that's what i find fascinating from a mythic perspective i'm actually thinking it might actually resonate much more than i used to think ray is having to make this up on her own and there's two there's two ways you can go with this you can go with the with we're going to cling to the tradition and the ancient Jedi texts, which we don't understand and no one has explained to us because no priest has the guts to get up in a pulpit, explain what the scriptures actually mean. And, and that's Ray saying, I'm going to try to figure this out on my own. I'm going to watch my own YouTube videos. No one's passed this down to me. I've got no mentors. I, I I'm, I'm 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 a sailboat and I have no idea how to sail. I'm it's it's she she's totally on her own again. This total isolation, which I totally cut off from tradition. She even tries to find tradition, people to lead her, and guides and mentors, and she can't find anybody, right, because all the adults are corrupt, which, which uh, have been corrupted, which I just find really interesting. And then the guy who I think makes a lot of sense is Kylo, um, because he says, uh, what, how is he, what's his line? Um, the pa- let the past die, kill it if you have to, right? Mm-hmm. So Kylo's opinion is the traditions have all failed us Let's burn the whole thing to the ground. The Sith, the Jedi, let's start with something totally new. And you get a lot of millennials with that mindset now. Hey, the church has failed us, parents have failed us, the banks have failed us, the economy has failed us, everyone has failed us, all the adults have failed us. Let's burn the whole thing to the ground. And that's an option as well. And I think when, when Ray and Kylo are trying to, they're fighting over the lightsaber, it's the millennial fight it's do we go back and f- try to find something in our ancient tradition right like like some millennials was like they go super traditional They're like traditional latin mass right we got to go yes. back to the to the original stuff right man before everything got corrupted in the 60s dude or do you go kylo ren style and you say all religion is corrupt all these guys are corrupt. Sith Jedi doesn't matter religion, what religion you are, burn it all to the ground, and that's the millennial fight. And so, uh, and they and they're they were torn. I think right up to that point, it was really 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 cool. Um, Luke, in a really impotent way, enters back into the scene as like that ghost character. So mm-hmm. I think after after that lightsaber split, it was. It was just kind of a reboot of Hoth, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, oh, that's stupid. Um, so that was kind of lame. And and, and Luke says the Jedi haven't died. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know that that Luke trying to resuscitate, but it's just it's just a pathetic resuscitation. Poor Leia, you know, um, she's she's lost. The men in her life do not come to rescue her. Luke does as a Phantom, You know what I mean? I'm like, he's. what would have been cooler is if Luke laid down his life for Leia. That would have been the priestly thing to do. Mm -hmm. But instead, the priest stays at home on his meditative rock and doesn't get involved in the world or engage the world and leaves the millennials to fight on their own and fight their own battles as best as they can make out of what to do. I think that's pretty interesting. So... Anyway, that's that's I, I'm I'm getting some mythic overtones with with Ryan Johnson's Ryan Johnson's take on it. I, I mean, I, you guys remember I I hate yeah. I thought I hated that movie because I saw the reviews, but after I watched the movie and I was like, I started to I started to see some of these mythic undertones because that's what I always look for is the mythic undertones, and I'm like, oh, as a millennial, my heart re- well, as a pseudo millennial, I was born in 1979, I resonate to this this these abandoned the abandoned children, you know what yeah. I mean? The abandoned children ethos, because that's most millennials, just by the nature of our economy and the way we're set mm-hmm. up. And, and then, um, so I thought that was very interesting and the complete impotence of, if you've got baby boomers out there listening to this, I'm sorry about this, but of the baby boomer generation in handing on any kind of tradition or guidance of how to cope in this technological terror we have constructed. Right. And um, yeah. And the millennials are just floating. And uh, well, I
0: think it's because we were fed this lie that everything's going to be fine. Right.
1: right. That there was Here's no...
0: your participation trophy. <coughs> you, as long as you tried your hardest, right.
1: you'll be rewarded. Right, right. Well, there was we were taught there was no sin that you had to struggle against. And so Kylo is totally open to Snoke. Uh, you know, yeah. he's just like easy pickings for the dark side because he's like, well, I didn't know there was something I be, should be looking out for. Which is weird, so Luke's training must have totally failed Kylo mm-hmm. in terms of preparing him to face a, a dark threat. I mean, what was he preparing him for, you know what I mean? And then um, Rey, um, again, just comes completely from the outside. Um, again, I think it's also telling. She's the female protagonist hero. We look to her to, and we, I think our current age looks to women to try to figure this whole mess out um, in a lot of ways. The guys are kind of thought of, eh, they're not going to be able to give any real solutions. Um, but actually, I think what would have been cool is if, if, if Ray saw Kylo's wisdom and, and decided to, to, to burn, burn the whole thing to the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. That would have been very interesting. I'll let the past die, kill it if you have to. Um, there's some sense to that, but Ray wants to go to an even more ancient past. He wants to get back to the Obi-Wan Kenobi force style as opposed to the luke skywalker i've lost faith you know in the fourth style um luke is almost uh um just yeah he's just he's not he's he's just cut himself off from the force he's completely dejected um i wonder if that's also how the baby boomers feel they're like None of my family practices the religion anymore. They're all doing their own thing, and mm-hmm. and so Luke is very much in that vein. You know, no one practices the Force anymore. No, you know. Yeah,
0: but they're. Yeah. The, but if you talk to the young adults <coughs> yeah. in the church, they're like Ray. Right. They want to go back. They want to do a traditional Latin mass. They right, want to right, go right. back to these yeah. these things before things started going right. haywire, and then right. The the key is going to be how do you
1: incorporate the Luke Skywalker Catholicism with the Obi-Wan Kenobi Catholicism? Because uh, just going back for the sake of going back is not going to be a way forward. Um, it, it kind of, but, but it, it's interesting. These young people, they've never experienced the traditional Latin mass. No. All, all, we ha- all they have is books. All they have are the Jedi texts. Yep. You know what I mean? And so they're like, how do we figure this out? Yoda just burns the whole thing to the ground. It's kind of more like Kylo in that way. Um, But he doesn't burn the Jedi texts, which is interesting. Well, because Ray
0: got them before.
1: Yeah. But I I do find it interesting, the millennial solution is we can't look to figures of authority to give us guidance. Uh, We have to look to ancient texts written by other people. um, Because there's a gap now of where the tradition has not been handed on, which I find very interesting that's why i actually do see Ryan johnson's particular thing as mythic for our current age mm-hmm. um which 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 is really interesting to me
0: well i think what, <coughs> i think what yoda was trying to do when he burned the tree mm-hmm. was show luke you have the traditions inside you mm-hmm. you know all this stuff mm-hmm. fall back on it hmm so that way you can recover yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Their, 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 their dialogue in front of the burning tree is interesting where, where Luke says, where, where Yoda tells him, you need, to, you need to incorporate failure into your spirituality as well, mm-hmm. not just success. And, um, and again, all Luke had experienced was success.
0: And he had not yet encountered failure. Um, and the, the only time he did encounter failure, he decided to recluse himself. Correct. He, fit, he failed with Kylo. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. I'm right. done. Right. I'm going to go hide now. Right. Instead of trying to correct his mistake or learn from it. Right. He just ran away from it.
1: If we compare him with Obi-Wan, I mean, Obi-Wan didn't just lose all hope and give up. You know what I mean? He stayed. He actually went, very much like Luke, he, he went to an island. But, but Obi-Wan never shut himself off to the Force. No. He, he, uh, he chose the monastic life. As did Luke, he chooses the monastic life, and as actually is is very uh, a lot of people actually advocate that now in the church as we should choose the Benedict option, which is follow Saint Benedict and create little monasteries of faith in the world now to try to, to try to hold it together. <clears throat> but Luke Luke cuts himself off from the force. He he chooses the path of no religion, and. Um, uh, religion, actually, from the Latin means to religate, to reconnect with, so it's Luke not being connected, he is deligated, He is diligentgent, you know So uh, which is really I, 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 again, I find this very interesting that this is the millennial take. And Mark Hamill commented this on a YouTube interview. He said, it's because this, the dream of the '60s has utterly failed. And the dream of the 60s was promoted by, he thought that was the dream of the 60s was Star Wars, but it's really been the hero cycle dream from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But he says it's completely failed the younger generation. And um, the younger generation has no belief. And um, Except you get somebody like Rey, who clings to these uh, dreams traditions traditions and and stuff like that. (coughs) And when she finds Han, who says, it's real. All of it, and she goes, oh, "Oh my gosh, it is real!" And then she gets caught up in the the adventure, and she's led. So that that's pretty cool. Again, um, it's it's interesting that this happens through Rey, um, but Kylo, it's it's also happened through Kylo. It's it's how do you deal with a complete lack of handing on of meaningful tradition to the next generation of um, a generation that has not been. Um, that has been left alone, um, which I find very interesting. Notice, for Luke Skywalker's generation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he was not left alone by his mother, you know. The the reason why there's a dark father, or a Darth <laughs> Vader, is because the, the the Vader is in the dark. His father, yeah. he doesn't know his father. His father's been in the corporate world for so long, serving the machine planet, uh, and then, you know... And for sons of that age, of the 1970s, dad comes home from work and he's really angry all the time. And I don't know why, it's because he's being chewed out by his boss and everything and all this other stuff. And so the the father becomes much more mysterious in our post-industrial age. (coughs) And so Vader becomes much more mysterious and and Luke feels like he doesn't have that father relationship and he's looking for it desperately and Obi-Wan Kenobi comes in to fill that. Um, Which is is really kind of exciting. But all these things are tied together. the, 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 again, that, that, that millennial ethos, it's very interesting. I, 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 I wonder in my own heart, what, what's the right choice? Do we, do we burn it all like Kylo? That's fun. Um, I mean,
0: it's fun. Yeah. But I don't, I personally don't think that's the way. I don't
1: think it's a solution. You know what I mean? It's like, well, okay, where do you, where do you go from here, Kylo? Um, do you just, when you say burn it all, do you <clears> mean <throat> just atheism? Um, Do you give up? on doing this force stuff? Or do you still just lust for power? You know, I mean think that, that lust yeah. for power is still going to be there. Sin is going to still be there, Kylo. You know, you're going to want to control the universe. Um, uh, and Rey doesn't really understand kind of what she's, she, she wants, she has a love of the past. She's a traditionalist. She thinks that you're going to be able to pull something out of the past and it's going to help make the future better which has actually always been the traditional understanding of how societies can improve, to go to the wisdom of the ancients. Um, <coughs> and so that's why we reread the old stories again and again and again in mass, mm-hmm. because these old stories form our imaginations of how to eventually interact with our present and bring us a better future. So, yeah, I hope J.J. Abrams, I don't think has the, oh, if he's listening to this, I'm very sorry, JJJ. J. J. I don't think he's got the intellect to. Um, he just knows how to reboot things. So I, I have very low expectations for the la- for episode nine, uh, the return of Skywalker. Come on,
0: the rise of Skywalker. Rise
1: of Skywalker, whatever. So he's doing that just so all the the fanboys, yay, he's coming back. Uh, a resurrection of Skywalker could be cool.
0: Um, I mean, we did hear the, the 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 laugh of the Emperor. You know the. Yeah, Pepper, so. okay, I
1: know. I don't, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know where you go from here. You know what I mean? Also, where is it written that Skywalker refers to Luke? True. It could be, it could be Rey Skywalker. If she turns out to be a Skywalker, could be Leia Skywalker. If she rises, you know, that could be cool. Um, how would, how would a queen, uh, a good queen like Galadriel from the Lord of the Rings, what, how does that manifest itself?
0: Uh, in a mythical way. But I mean, Skywalker could be the new religion. It's no longer the Jedi, it's the Skywalker. It could also be that, you know? It's.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, the whole Jedi religion was seen only through the lens of the Skywalker branch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> which is actually a pollution of it because they lost their vow of celibacy um, with Padme. I mean, it's, it's, it's when the Jedi religion goes wrong. You know what I mean? Um so yeah, I wonder what that would, yeah, I don't... see, it, it, I think it's very hard for me to predict the hero cycle today mm-hmm. because we are in a situation now where I don't see a resolution in the future um, in terms of our own cultural milieu. Um, yeah, I, I, wonder, I wonder where you go from there. Does Ray try to redeem Kylo and give him hope?
0: Um, I think that's part of it.
1: Yeah, that could be that could be a nice yeah. reconciliation. Um, um,
0: or will they rule together?
1: Yeah, I don't think you end bad. I don't think you have a tragedy here at episode nine,
0: which is uh, supposed to be the end of the saga, right? Supposedly, yeah.
1: They'll
0: make more Star Wars movies down the line. I don't.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know where they. I don't know where they end up here. I don't know if they've got the. I don't know if they've got the kind of. Deepness that informed Lucas's original trilogy. Um, So I really wonder how that's going to. I don't don't think I don't think we're going to be exploring those those same deep themes. Um, I feel bad how how badly I thought of Ryan Johnson, but now looking back at that movie from a millennial lens and a millennial myth, ooh, it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Fun stuff. You can see why I like talking about Star Wars. Yes, of course.
0: I would ask if you have any final thoughts, but that could take another 20 minutes. Exactly right. So we better stop while we're at it. Exactly right.
1: Exactly right. Very (laughs) true.
0: (coughs) Thanks for listening. This episode was recorded on August 15th, 2019. The Millennial Catholic is produced by Jackie Miller. And if you would like to reach the show with questions or topic ideas, you can email us at themillennialcatholicpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support the show, you can subscribe to us on Google and Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a review uh, and share with your friends. It helps us spread a lot further. Um, Tell a friend. And until next time, God bless.